Angela Yee, and I'm telling you right now that the Alive Podcast Network app is the best directory of podcasts created for us by us. From relationships to making money moves, there's a show that'll captivate every listener. And for my fellow Black creatives, this is a call to action to take your brand and monetization to the next level. It's for the culture. Join the movement and sign up today. Sign up today to get a six-month subscription for $20. Visit AlivePodcastNetwork.com. Coming soon to iOS and Android. Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This episode of Swirl Sweet is sponsored by True Brands host, Wine Freeze Cooling Cups. So, it is not winter yet. We have a long way to go. It's still pretty hot. You can still chill by the pool, at the park, at a concert with your Wine Freeze Cooling Cups. Let me tell you how it works. So, The host proprietary cooling gel is precisely engineered to keep your beverages perfectly cold for hours. So this is what you do. If you're drinking white wine at the park, outside, wherever, you freeze your cooling cups for two hours in the freezer and they come out nice and cold and frosty and you stick them in your cooler and then you pour your white wine in it. And it's going to keep your wine at a really nice cold temperature for a couple of hours. So if you're drinking red wine, you can chill your cooling cups in the refrigerator for two hours and you can still drink your reds at a proper cellar temperature. How amazing is that? These host cooling cups are so cool. They come in colors. They have like a little rubber band around them. So not even the warmth from your hand is going to warm your glass. That's amazing. So you can find True Brands Wine Freeze Cooling Cups pretty much everywhere. You can find them at Target. You can find them at Total Wine or Amazon. And you can order them from the True Brands website at truebrands.com. Cheers. Welcome to the Swell Suite, everybody. Happy Wine Wednesday. It's me and Tanisha today. How are you, Tanisha? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. The weather has changed here in D.C. and it's starting to feel like fall already. So it's it's gorgeous here. Okay, not here. It was 91 today. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. <laughs> so we have a special guest today. She is a Texan. Wait, do you consider yourself a Texan or are you from Chicago? I definitely consider myself a Texan now. I am from Chicagoland originally, but <laughs> hey, I've been there since 08. <laughs> Tanisha is also from Chicago. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. South side? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it slips out from time to time. Like, I'm very specific when I meet people. I'm like, I'm from Chicagoland because I grew up in South Holland. <laughs> okay. I know South Holland very well. Yeah. We're so, old. You know, I don't want to um, intrude on the urban nights, the real urban nights. Because so. <laughs> I'm somebody that will call you out. I'd be like, oh, okay, well, where about? Right. Uh, Harvey. And I'm like, nope. Nope, nope. <laughs> so, Krista, we met at the My Taught You Retreat. Yes, ma'am. And Aww. yeah, we did. We met at the retreat. Um, uh, I sat next to her at the opening dinner. Yeah, in the water it was beautiful. You were so nice. So it was awesome to uh, talk to you at dinner. And I thought you had great energy. Then I started following you on social media. And I saw your business. So please introduce yourself and tell everybody what you do. Okay, so I 
am a project manager. I'm a blurred. I'm a career woman, a wife. I like wine, love cocktails. <laughs> and so I have, um, I started uh, my organization, Cubicles to Cocktails, back in 2018. I came up with the idea in 2017, actually. And essentially what I do, I help to, I help women, um, ambitious working women to meet their career and life goals by crafting leadership conversations over cocktails. And through that, uh, I've been, I think at this point, like, you know, I posted seven, what I like to call soirees. So it's very much an experience, an intimate experience, a safe space for women, um, particularly focusing on the issues that women of color um, have while we're trying to meet our career goals for us to get together and really help each other out and to connect with one another while enjoying libations <laughs> and like just kind of like this more happy hour type vibe. Um, so that's basically what I do. Um, during the day though, I'm like I mentioned, I am a project manager. I'm actually working at uh, academic health um, academic healthcare environment right now for a medical school, one of the nation's top 10 medical schools doing curriculum development based projects for them. So it's been a lot of fun actually being able to bring my professional background into what I'm doing as an entrepreneur, because you know, like, like this podcast, I'm sure you guys plan out what objectives and things you want for your listeners to take away. So I'm able to do that with my organization, Cubicles to Cocktails, really to plan and know how to effectively deliver content. Mm. Mm -hmm. What what um what motivated you to start Cubicles to Cocktails? I found myself not having access to conversations that I felt I needed to move forward in the workplace. You know, I'm um, being a woman, and then especially being a black woman. And I know people try to ask you well, do you think it's because you're black or do you think it's because you're a woman that you're experiencing this? And I'm just like, you can't separate that, you know? Like, right. I can't separate out this is because of my blackness and whatnot. But <laughs> I know being a, um, a, being a black woman in a conservative setting, conservative professional setting in healthcare, which is a very male-dominated um, world, um, though, you know, nurses and providers like that or clinicians like that is female dominated, but the people who have the power, those are particularly, you know, white men. And so like just learning how to navigate those politics as a black woman, I needed help. And where I found my help wasn't at the leadership development classes for HR. It was over cocktails and dinner or during lunch uh, with a mocktail. <laughs> mentor or with my husband with my closest friends and it was during those conversations that we really will help each other um, navigate like salary negotiations help each other navigate the latest political landmine that's going on in the department and things like that and so I realized huh cubicles to cocktails it just makes sense like this is like when the most transparent happy hour is typically the most the time where the most transparent conversations come out yeah. amongst your friend group and I just wanted to bring that type of vibe that type of experience to a larger setting to really connect other women of color together so that we could grow with one another connect with one another level up with one another etc 
So that was the motivation was just, you know, wanting to have the conversations that I knew I needed and knowing that I'm not alone in this. So let's do it as a community. That's awesome. Um, are there some topics that you touch on? Well, you've been doing this since since last year, 2018 or 2017? So I came up with the idea in 2017. Okay. I sat on it for a while. Okay. <laughs> I want to say I like I claimed the domains and everything in like August of 2017. And the first soiree that I hosted was February 2018. Oh, okay. Nice. Mm-hmm. And the different types of topics that I have talked about or um, or delivered some type of workshop content. Because we not only do panel conversations, I don't even like to call it panel conversations. I typically call them like open forums because it's very engaging. Like it's a lot of back and forth between attendees and what I like to call like, you know, our business experts. Um, or we do workshops. And so since launching, we've hosted uh, authentic leadership workshops that really focus on what, how, how, how to be a black woman and how to really engage with your coworkers and your team members so that you can build trust because a lot of times you, you know, you may not have that much in common. And the research shows that black women, we feel that we can't be ourselves. And we have like this, this um, ideology of wanting to say that you're not gonna, you go to work and you and you don't connect because they're not your friends, they're your coworkers, but that's actually really harmful for your career. Mm. And so, and how, how it's harmful is because if you're, if you're not making those personable connections, like your work is going to speak for itself to an extent, but once you start to make those personal connections, that's when people are going to really start to vouch for you behind closed doors. So that's how you're going to be able to move your career forward. So we had an authentic leadership workshop. We also had a conversation about purpose-filled careers. So how do you align your career to your purpose? And not even in the sense of that you have to do that because you may not be 100% fulfilled with what you're doing as a working woman. Mm-hmm. But how, if you, if you do want that to be your, your main time, how do you really do that? And another um, fun conversation that we had is Money Talks, which is actually something that I'm doing again this year. Um, so Money Talks is all about empowering women financially, um, helping us to dismantle the taboo of discussing money, mm. and also not only having that, shedding that layer of discomfort, but also helping to move us forward as far as learning tools and knowledge so that we could better sell or negotiate, or in the case of business owners, financial negotiations. Um, this year, we're focusing on building wealth. So we're learning about home ownership. We're learning about investing. We're learning about how to build sustainable and scalable businesses. Those are some really important <laughs> conversations to have. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> oh, seriously. I mean, because I'm going through something like professionally where, uh, for lack of a better word, um, there's a lot of office politics, a lot of office politics, and I'm not on the right side. Mm-hmm. And, you know, where in my last position, the office politics, they, they leaned in my direction, but I'm experiencing the opposite of that where I am now. Um, but uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I totally relate to that. Um, like, you know, on a personal, uh, like just to, to not a little bit more. 
story to my backstory. Krista, um, say that um, that last part. One of my previous one more time. jobs. Oh, okay. Just to dive a little bit deeper into my backstory um, as far as my career. In a previous environment that I was in, it was a very toxic workplace for me. I was never on it, it, I was never on the right side of politics, mm-hmm. no matter how hard I tried. And it wasn't that um, you know, I was actively messing up or anything. It's just that the the environment was just that backwards. And so I found myself talking on my, my mentor often, um, really once again, my girlfriends over cocktails or wine. <laughs> we were not discriminate. <laughs> um, you know, having conversations about what was going on and trying to figure out how can I best navigate this. I remember um, actually getting um, getting a, a, a small raise that was like very disappointing um, when I got promoted. And when I talked to my boss about it, she was just kind of like, well, you don't have to take the promotion. And it's just like, you know, like, why would you say that? (laughs) Why would you say that to your hardworking employee? Um, Like, so anyway, so, you know, long story short, like by the time I left that place, it was just so much toxicity built up in me that I was having panic attacks in the office. It's almost like, it's almost like she was saying, why do you deserve a bigger raise? Right, right, girl. But the raise is like, it wasn't even covering inflation. politics from like your co-workers you're gonna have to like look outside of the workplace to best learn how to navigate it mm. that's excellent and you hold your events in different cities in texas so this is actually the first time that i am branching outside of houston okay so my events have always been in houston the now i'm exploring inside of different texas mm. cities so okay. the money talks tour is actually we just had our kickoff in Houston last Thursday, and we're going to be doing it in Austin in mid-September, and then early October, we're going to Dallas. Nice. So, you know, I'm getting my feet wet. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I definitely want to um, expand and do pop-ups and other large-scale events in other cities. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, right now, like, balancing this nine-to-five, and that, you know, people, people, events are very demanding. People don't really realize that. Girl, <laughs> oh, they no, really are. Crazy. I slept all week. I realize <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So if you had to pick another state to have your events in, mm-hmm. what state would it be? Or oh, city? That's so hard. <laughs> I'm like, do I have to, like, pick just one? No. Name off a few. Okay, so, like, I would say, like, some cities that I would love to host one of the cubicles to cocktails um, star raise in is Los Angeles, mm. Atlanta, D.C., Chicago, New York. I'm like, all these major cities. Major cities, yeah. Honestly, like, I'm, like, just so – I used to live in D.C. I lived in D.C. very briefly. Um, I'm from Chicagoland. New York is just always – on and popping, you know, like I just, I have so many connections in New York now, mm-hmm. especially since the retreat. I feel like everybody from the retreat is like LA, New York, or yeah. Atlanta. Yeah, <laughs> true. Yeah. Yeah. And you, and you know, you can't rule out Atlanta. I love Atlanta. 
I yeah. love visiting that city. And then my sister lives in Los Angeles. So that's like, you know, ah. a soldier on the ground to help me. So yeah, so those are kind of like some of the cities that I've been eyeing that some people have actually been reaching out to me on a, like multiple occasions, like back to back, girl, come on, I'm going to help you. <laughs> I'm like, okay, it's coming, just be patient. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so how do you go about choosing the cocktails for your different events? I've seen yeah. some of the photos and they're absolutely beautiful. Right. Thank you. Thank you. So when I first started, when I first started hosting um, these events, I actually was just picking it based off of, you know, thinking about the season, thinking about the mood board even, and like the color scheme. I just like really pretty looking drinks and the garnish game has to be strong. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, it has to have a beautiful garnish, like just some type of experience. I'm a, I'm a glass snob too. Uh, so I, I pay attention to like what type of glassware we're going to be sipping out of. And so, yeah, it was a lot of like, you know, just my own desires and what I wanted to experiment with some of my favorite flavor profiles. I remember um, the second event I, event I hosted I made a, realized I made a very strong cocktail, but I wanted the women to like actually realize that gin-based drinks are delicious. And so we did a, a, a my twist on an aviation cocktail, which is a classic gin cocktail, and people loved it. What's and in that? I don't think I've had that before. So um, aviation is like maraschino cherry. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a, some lemon juice. You have creme de violet, hmm. and then you have gin. Uh-huh. It's not like maraschino, so we don't put any maraschino in it. <laughs> yeah, we didn't put any maraschino in it. So, um, but yeah, so that's an aviation cocktail. So we did that. But you know, now as as I've been experiencing the growth, I'm often um, partnering with whether or not it's a boutique brand, a small batch craft mm. brand, or even um, portfolio companies like Pernod Ricard, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm partnering with them. And so how I select cocktails when I'm working with these larger um, or these established liquor or spirits companies is that we, once again, we look at the season, we look at the mood for the event, but then I'm a little bit more restricted, but I'm, I've never been disappointed, but I'm a little bit more restricted based off of what, spirits they may be pushing at the time and what cocktails they may be wanting to best reflect and represent their brand. Mm-hmm. Tanisha, you're a gin, uh, you're a gin snob. Slightly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I have stepped my gin game up from back in the day when it started out with that good old Seagram's. <laughs> oh, oh God. God. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Seagram's was like, woo. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I did, you know, you in college, you don't know any better. Right, right, exactly. That was my experience with Seagram's too, girl. No judgment. <laughs> so, Denisha, do you have like a, um, what's the best gin cocktail that you've ever had? Um, well, you know, I like a, a Southside. That's my cocktail. That's what really got me into like loving gin and really being a part of, um, like really getting into gin was the Southside cocktail. And for it's those who don't know, what, what is that? Oh, so <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that probably would help if you have the um, ingredients. Um, it's mint, lime juice, and uh, gin. And then with a little simple syrup. 
Yeah, I had one for the first time this summer. It was very good. Mm-hmm. So, Krista, are you into wine at all? I am. Yeah. I like to, I, I'm a self-declared <laughs> wine enthusiast okay. <laughs> and cocktail connoisseur. Gotcha. I understand. That's really how I describe myself. But, no, I love wine. Um, yeah. Actually, it's, like, so funny because we we just have so much wine in the house. <laughs> Well, wow. so much wine in the house. That's a good like, problem to have. Right, right. And so, like, because see, the thing for me, I drink so I drink a lot of different types of wine, and I know, um, you know, in talking with you and Julia at the retreat, even I was just mentioning how I want to become a little bit more intentional about really learning about what I'm sipping on, because I I fit right now. I just fit my my wines to really fit my mood. And sometimes my food, but it's really like based off of my mood. So for instance, if I'm, if I'm outside, right, well, lately I've been gravitating towards a lot of rosés, like, Mm. um, especially when it's like the rosé where it's like the Pinot Noir or um, Bordeaux blend rosé, things like that, just really experimenting in that, um, in that category, but if I'm like outside on a sunny day at the pool, it's rosé. If I'm outside um, with some slight cloud coverage and, you know, I'm just kind of relaxing and I want to feel refreshed, Sauvignon Blanc. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm at home and I'm getting cozy with a bug, it's definitely a glass of like Berto or Cabernet Sauvignon. Got so it. it's definitely like for me, wine is just such like a um, uh, energy exchange, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> It happens. Yes. <laughs> does your husband drink with you? He does. He, okay. um, he's more of a um, more of a beer okay. guy. Like, he definitely yeah. drinks wine and appreciates it too. Um, we're actually we're going to Napa next week. Oh, so nice. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, but I think he gravitates towards beer before he would gravitate towards wine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. So we're coming to the part of our show we we asked you random and not so rapid questions so these are for both of you because these are all new i haven't asked anybody these so tanisha you're answering these two okay we'll see about that (laughs) okay first question you are a block away from your house and you realize you have no jewelry on what do you do do you go back home do you buy some while you're out or you say F it and just deal with it. So I'm going with it. We we not having no jewelry. I'm not going back home. <laughs> and you I go said home. a block away. I could be downstairs. Like I'm not going back. I go home. <laughs> you I get go home. Jewelry. I go home. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm at and I came up with this question because it's literally happened to me. And I wasn't driving. I was three blocks away at the train station. I had no jewelry on. I was like, oh no. Oh, I bought some. I bought some. Luckily, I was in an area where there was a Marshalls, and mm-hmm. I, I bought some earrings and a bracelet. It was killing me. It was it, killing yes. Me. It's like, it's painful. It's, yes. I feel so naked without yeah, my... Exactly. Okay. Ne- name the last thing you had to hire someone to do for you. 
my marketing campaign for Money Talks and my PR campaign for Money Talks. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah. Uh, I don't have anything. What have I hired somebody to do? Carry my bags at the airport? I mean, is that a real hire? Well, I mean, I'm sure. Money. <laughs> I mean, I gave him a tip, but <laughs> that's something like it's not an official hire. Okay, but yeah, I, I really no, I I am I won't say I'm self sufficient, but um, I hold on to things rather tightly. So mm. there hasn't been anything recently um, that I have let go of to let someone else do. Okay, that makes sense. Um, for me, it was fishing, fixing my damn washing machine. It it sounds so small, but it's really annoying, huh? That's it. All the YouTube videos. Nah, 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 not for fixing a big appliance like that. Nah. Okay, next question. Last TV show you enjoyed. Like on TV or like series, like maybe I, it like doesn't matter. Time. It doesn't matter. The last one you, not the last one you watched, but the last one you actually enjoyed. Um, I've enjoyed everything that I've watched. <laughs> what was the last show you watched, girl? I watched La Chicas del Cab. Um, so Cable Girls, it's on Netflix. It's about four women that started working for the telephone company. Oh, in, I like, heard about that. Nineteen twenties of uh, Madrid. It's very good. I really is like it? it? Yes. Okay, I heard that was very good. Yeah. Crystal, what about you? Girl, well, Power just came back on. Yeah, yeah. So, but, you know, I enjoy that show, but it gets my blood pressure up. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say one that I just, like, just flat out enjoyed, and it just felt so leisurely, is the Black Lady Stat Show. Okay. Oh, my yeah. gosh. It's, like, hilarious. It's, yeah. it's, like, the most enjoyable fun on TV right now for me. Yeah. Um, I have to say the last show I enjoyed was The Boys on Amazon Prime. Oh, that was so, Yeah, so it's pretty much a show about superheroes, but imagine if you treated a superhero almost like a reality star or like a politician where their image matters the mo- <clears throat> excuse me, matters the most. It was really interesting. Mhm. Oh, okay. yeah, that was good. Yeah. I can't be throughout. <laughs> Absolutely. Laza Lanza looks really nice. <laughs> okay, next you question. He buffed up for that. So. I, you know, he seems to get better with age. I can't even. <laughs> okay, name one product in your skin regime. Hmm. You want like the type of product or like the brand? Um, both. Um, you know, we talk about um face care or like just body care oh face sorry okay. i meant to specify that face um for me probably it's embryo lease and it's a uh, moisturizer it's uh, a cream it's a thicker it doesn't feel thick but like it has definitely kept my face because i used to actually have dry dry skin mm. to the point like it would itch Oh, but um, I've been using that for a while, and um, it's good. I can't think of the name of my former face wash, so I can't shout that out. But, okay. Yeah, my face cream. Because it's almost like a cold cream as well. Mm-hmm. Like, you know how your mom used to slather on cold cream at night? Yeah. And look at you for, it's kind of like that. 
What about you, Kristen? You got anything? Yeah, I have to say, you know, I recently got into cleansing makeup off my face using oil. Really? Oh, okay. Does that work? It does. It's like, yeah. it works really well. Works really well. And so um, the Melanated Bar, um, they have a facial serum with rosehip seed oil in it. And so mm -hmm. it's just wonderful. So I like put that on to take off my makeup when I just like feel like being really gentle around my eyes, you know, mm -hmm. instead of like all the excessive rubbing. Yeah. And then I also use that at night. I love it. Interesting. And also, I'm just now realizing, and by now, I mean, like, within the past few months or so, that uh, it's better for you, or like, you're really supposed to take your makeup or take your makeup off and then wash your face. Mm-hmm. Like, I would just do, that will all be one process. Like, I would oh. just so, to wash my face, take my makeup off. Like, that was one thing. Not, oh, let me take my makeup off. Okay, mm. now let me use the face cleanser or face wash and wash my face. No, that was, I put them two steps together. Interesting. I like it. I don't really have a skin regime. I sort of just like, I mean, of course I have a, I have really sensitive skin. So I have to use CeraVe, like the really bland stuff. Looking for something. That's why I wanted to know what you guys use, but pretty cool. Pretty cool. Okay. So in all major cities right now, there's either a bike share, a scooter share, or now in DC, we have mopeds. Which one would you rather get around on? My God, my two feet. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot. Right, I'm like, do I have to pick? <laughs> all those things are annoying. Go away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I've also been hit while I was riding a bike before, so I don't get on bikes often anymore. Are you serious? What kind yeah. of bike? Like a bicycle? I was riding a bike in one of the shopping areas of Houston, and this car, thankfully it wasn't like a full force, you know, collision, but a car was just not paying attention, and they were inching out onto the street. But since you're on a bike, it's like anything that taps you like that, you're just going to fall, so mm-mm. Oh, I just gosh. <laughs> oh man well i'll go with moped they're really quiet um they just put them on the street a few weeks ago they look cool they're not you know they're not swamped with mopeds yet but um i i tried out i tried out but the scooters and the bikes are annoying because they just oh, lay, yeah. they lay them anywhere anyway yeah yeah all right last question do you have PMS cravings? If so, what do you crave the most? Uh, I don't know if I have PMS cravings. Oh, okay. That's nice. I know. Hey. That must be nice. I can tell you exactly. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I have them, but I, I will say I crave sushi, red wine, and dark chocolate all the time. Uh, okay. Like, also all known the time, as Tuesday. 24-7. Right. So. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> nice. Um, mine definitely chocolate, but chocolate with nuts. So like uh, M and M's with uh, peanuts, and um, yeah, just chocolate, all sorts of chocolate, any type of chocolate, like ice cream sandwich chocolate. Um, yeah, all chocolate for me, and salt. Well, no, I'm lying, cause salty too. So I can have pretzels and chocolate. Mm, chocolate covered pretzels. Pretzels, perfect. Tanisha, what about you? Fried chicken? Uh, salty snacks. Yeah. 
So whether it's salted potato chips, um, salty popcorn, you know, I like mine covered in butter and salt, salty popcorn, <laughs> bacon, uh, just like salty snacks. So, gotcha. Those are my weakness. Awesome. Well, Krista, before we go, please tell everybody where they can follow you and Cubicles to Cocktails on social media. Awesome. Well, they can follow me at Hey Krista Clark on Instagram and then Cubicles to Cocktails. We are on um, Instagram and Facebook at Cubicles T.O. Cocktails. Awesome. Thank you so Holy. much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thanks Thank for having me. This is fun, ladies. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We're definitely going to tag you when the episode is up. Okay, definitely. Love to spread the word. Awesome. Have a good night. Thanks for checking out the Swirl Suite today, guys. You can follow us wherever you find your podcasts. And we love comments. Please leave some comments on Apple Podcasts. And we love feedback. Please reach out on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or our email address, swirlsuite at gmail.com. Cheers. Cheers.